hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. If you are new to the podcast, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to and tap in. We have new episodes every single week, over 200 episodes now of Awaken Podcast. Interviews with amazing people from around the world, apostolic leaders, prophetic people, teachers, uh, authors, worship leaders, musicians, songwriters from all over the world, um, sharing the revelation that God has put in their heart for this time, for this season, different teachings that will equip you, that will strengthen you, that will establish you in our foundation, which is Christ. And then also on a monthly basis, I'm releasing words that God puts in my heart, prophetic insight, I feel the Lord is giving me, as well as teachings from the Word of God, because that is our heart. We love His Word. We need to be established in His Word. Um, Teachings, um, revelation that has really set my heart free and so many people around us. And so anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, This is my studio space. We are in Dallas, Texas. It's been 100 degrees almost every single day here in Texas. It's been wild. And for those of you who are actually watching via YouTube, thank you so much. I'm wearing a Yankee hat right now. I'm not one of those people that just wear baseball hats and it's just a trendy thing or whatever. I'm actually a Yankee fan. And so die hard there. I grew up in New Jersey for you. For those who don't know, my dad took me to Yankee games all growing up and everything like that. But if you are watching on YouTube, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, comment, like, all of that good stuff because all of our content is releasing in video form as well on our YouTube channel like we used to do. We released tons of stuff a few years back and then about a year or so ago, maybe a little more, we've been putting all of our podcast content on YouTube And so that's kind of how we've been rolling. And so today, I don't have a guest on the show with me, but I'm going to be breaking down a scripture, actually several scriptures here that the Lord has really been speaking to me to in this season. And um, something that I've been seeing, something that I've been discerning is that the Lord is taking people from glory to glory in this season. And what I mean by that is if you listen to a prior um, series that I just did on Awakened Podcast entitled Surrender. I talk about a yielded heart, living surrendered to the Lord, not settling for knee-deep, ankle-deep, waist-deep, but to fully immerse ourselves in the in the purposes of God for our lives, in His presence, and who He is, saying yes to Him, that our yes would be the loudest thing in our lives for the Lord. And so if you want to check out the surrender, uh, I break down what is surrender. We open up the scriptures, kind of talk about what the Lord is doing in this hour. And so Um, If you want to tune into that, go ahead and do that. But what I've also been noticing, God has been stirring people's hearts right now. This is a time of transition like no other. There's been so many people around us, people that we're running with, people that we love, people that we know, been running into different people that God is stirring and their heart is aching for more. Their heart is is they're just not content with where they've been and they want to step into the fullness of God for their lives. They want to share the gospel. They want to step into missions or worship or songwriting or pastoral ministry or this or that or a business in a, in a, in a, in a, in a riskier way and in, in a way where they need to expand. Maybe God's been speaking to them and they need to step into something greater in that area. And so things have been stirring. 
And in that process of the Lord really elevating his people, promoting his people, doing something wonderful in our hearts, the Lord has also had to take that which is in the darkness and bring it into the light. And so there's hurts in some of our hearts. There's some offenses in some of our hearts. There's some belief systems that have limited us and held us back over the years. There's some trauma, some hurts, different things that the Lord has not wanted us to bring into the next season. There's things in our past that the Lord does not want us to bring into the next season. He wants every area of our lives beaming with his redemption. He doesn't, he's not just satisfied with, okay, yeah, Praise God. We're saved. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, but we have a soul and our soul can be fractured. We could be wounded. We could be, you know, living off of false perceptions of who God is and who we are in Christ. And and the Lord wants to break false paradigms and he wants to bring truth into our lives because when we know the truth, the truth will set us free. So when the Lord is highlighting things in our life and the Lord is doing a deep work on the inside of us, the enemy is an opportunist. And what he wants to do is hop in at the opportune time when the Lord is working powerfully in us and he wants to touch on sensitive areas of our lives. He wants to use people to say things to us that are hurtful, use people to touch on some trigger points or some sensitive areas of our lives to bring offense in us and bitterness because bitterness spoils us. The Bible says bitterness is a root that spoils us. And so the enemy would love to be an opportunist. He sees us growing. It says in Song of Songs and of quoted this scripture often, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break into the word um, here in, in the teaching where I'm going, but I want to state this. In Song of Songs, it says that, that catch for us the foxes, catch for us the foxes that roam around in our vineyard, that spoil of our vineyard while it is in blossom. And so what the enemy loves to do while our vineyard is blossoming, while we are thriving, while we are growing spiritually, while we are maturing, while we are receiving revelation from the word of God, what the enemy loves to do is just throw some foxes in there, throw some lies in there, throw some, you know, arrows that hurt our hearts, you know, throw some lies and, you know, have people say things to us that deflate our faith and have people say things about us that isn't true, that can hurt us or harm us in some way. And if we will grab hold of those things. We'll believe them and we'll take them in and we'll allow them to take root in our hearts instead of the truth of his word, instead of the beauty of his love. Then he could hinder our fruitfulness. If the enemy can't get us into blatant sin because our heart is so after him and thriving in holiness, then he will do whatever it takes to just hold us back in this season. So we don't make the full advancement that we need to make for the kingdom of God. And so I see this taking place and I was reading Matthew. I felt like I want to read through Matthew again. I want to get through some of the gospels again. And I was reading Matthew. I see something very interesting about John the Baptist. And so this is Matthew 11, two to six, Matthew 11 verses two through six. I'm going to read it and then weigh in a little bit. I want to see us thriving in this season, and I am not unaware of the enemy's devices and schemes. I know that he is an opportunist, that he would like to come in and hinder our growth and fruitfulness, but that will not happen because we will press into the heart of God. We will say yes to him. We will release offenses. We will say no to his lies and grab hold of the truth of God, and we will let nothing hold us back in this season. Amen. Matthew eleven two through 6. Now, while in prison, let's just, those first few words there, let's just make sure we don't skim past that too fast. Now, while in prison, he was in a dark place. He was in a depressing place. 
he was locked up for his radical faith, for his preaching of repentance. He aggravated the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He aggravated religious leaders that he openly corrected and rebuked about their lifestyles. And so he was in prison, a dark, gloomy, and cold place, having no clue when he was going to get out of there. And he was probably in there for a while at this point. But while he was in prison, John the Baptist heard about the works of Christ and he sent word by his disciples. So John the Baptist had disciples as well. Jesus had disciples. John the Baptist also had disciples, people that followed him into the wilderness, believed his message of repentance and forgiveness of sins, and they would be baptized by him. And so break that down a little bit more in a minute. But he sent word by his disciples and said to him, which is Jesus, are you the coming one or are we to look for someone else? That is a very interesting question because you see in the beginning of the gospels and different accounts in Matthew and John, the different gospels, how John the Baptist boldly proclaimed who Jesus is. He said, this is the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is a very conclusive an exclusive declaration of who Jesus is and what Jesus came to do. He also said things like, I must decrease and he must increase. And I am not the bridegroom. I'm just the friend of the bridegroom cheering him on. And he said things like, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy. I am unworthy to untie even the thong of his sandal. I am nothing compared to him. I must go lower. He must go higher. And that was his confident declaration and nothing hindered him from his belief that Jesus was the coming Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, 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 the fulfillment of the, of the prophetic utterances of old in terms of the coming and reigning King that would take away the sins of the world and that would establish his kingdom on the earth and flood out and push out all the demonic and all the evil nations. That's what John the Baptist believed. And now that he's in prison, he has this question, are you really the one or should we wait for somebody else? It was almost like you could sense the bitterness behind it. You could sense the deflation behind it. The Is it you or are we waiting for somebody else? Like, come on here. Give me an answer. Like, what in the world? I'm in prison here. Am I, am I waiting for somebody else that maybe, maybe it's not you? You know, there was something, there was some hurt. There was pain. There was disillusionment. There was a lot. There was bitterness. It came from a hurt out of John's heart. You, you could feel it even in reading that. But Jesus answered and said this to him, go and report to John the Baptist what you hear and see. Those who are blind receive sight and those who are limp walk and those with leprosy are cleansed and those who are deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. He's referencing Isaiah. He's referencing Old Testament um, prophecies from the minor and major prophets that John the Baptist is very aware of. It talks about the highway of holiness, how the lame will walk, and how Isaiah says the gospel will be preached to the poor. And so saying like, hey, listen, I'm doing miraculous things that no one has done before me. And not only that, it is a fulfillment of all these prophetic words in the scriptures throughout the years. And then he ends with this. And blessed is any person who does not take offense at me. He had to end it with that because he was touching on something. He was targeting something that John the Baptist was struggling with. John the Baptist obviously had offense in his heart. And why would he have offense in his heart? 
Man, he started off his ministry. He got a word from the Lord. The Lord highlighted Jesus to John the Baptist. He was confidently preaching that Jesus is the one that they were waiting for, the lamb who takes away the sins of the world, that he is unworthy to even untie the thong of his sandal. Like John was confident, but the Jews of that day believed that the Messiah would come as a conquering king, not as a lamb, not as a gentle, meek savior, not as one with compassion that just healed the sick, but one that would overrule the Roman Empire and release Israel from their captivity and establish a physical, material kingdom here on this earth. And so John was like, he got the word from the Lord, but the interpretation wasn't 100% right. It was based on the interpretation of the culture. The culture believed that that's what the Messiah coming to the earth would bring. And so he had cultural perspectives of what the Messiah would do and who the Messiah would be and what he would, what he would accomplish. And so he had a genuine word from the Lord, but the way it was fleshed out was totally different from how John the Baptist perceived it to be. And so he's in prison now thinking like, what in the world? I'm rotting in prison and Jesus is out there healing the sick. He's out there raising the dead. He's out there cleansing lepers. He's setting captives free. And here I am captive. Here I am brokenhearted. Here I am in depression. Here I am in a state where who knows what's going to happen to me. They might kill me in which they did. They wound up cutting his head off. He was beheaded. And so he had no clue what his future brought. But at the same time, At the same time, he's like, wow. So imagine this. When we receive a word from the Lord or direction in our lives or an encounter with God, in that moment, it is so easy to be confident. It is so easy to be like, yes, this is what God is doing. I'm excited. I am stirred. You have peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. But when 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 it doesn't manifest the way that you think it should manifest, When you are in a dark place or there's attacks coming against you or you're locked up in a place where it seems like there's no fruit, what's going on? This is not what I expected. This is not what I imagined. Then the pain that we have, the disillusionment that we have, the doubts that we have, because the enemy would love to come in and whisper, did you really hear from God? Is he really the Messiah? Because why would you be in prison If Jesus was truly the Messiah, why wouldn't he come and unlock your prison doors? Just like the Bible says he releases the prisoner. Why wouldn't he unlock your prison doors if he was truly the Messiah? And the the enemy comes in with his accusations, those fiery darts from the evil one to deflate us, to bring disillusionment, discouragement, depression, pain. And in that pain, bitterness springs up and offenses spring up and it causes us to ask questions like, are you really the anointed one or should I be waiting for another one? Are you really the savior of the world, Jesus, or is there another Messiah coming? And so this is extremely important in this time that we realize that these things, we might not understand everything. It is very important in this time and in this season to not allow the voice of the accuser or even the enemy using people to be negative or to speak evil against us or whatever attack, any lie that the enemy tries to bring into our lives. It is very important that the word of God, his scriptures, what he has said to us is much louder than what the enemy is doing in our lives and in the season. And so I'm going to read a scripture in first Peter as well. This is first Peter one, six through eight. And this is really ministered to me. First Peter one, six through eight. 
And this is not the scripture that we're like, oh yeah, amen. You know, we love the, you know, (laughs) we don't like the scriptures that talk about suffering and being refined. But Peter said this, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more precious than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So what he's saying right here is, man, these various trials that come into our lives, what the enemy meant for evil, the the arrows, the fiery arrows and darts of the enemy that come into our lives. Hey, listen, these are trials. These are hardships. They do not feel good in the moment. But will we cleave to Jesus in these times? Will we run to him and his word, whether we understand what's going on or not, whether we're happy with what's going on or not, whether we, it doesn't matter. Will we cleave to him in these times? Because when we do that, our faith is being tested. When these trials come upon us, our faith is being tested. And if we will just go through the fire, if we will just push through, not quit, not give up, not retreat, not put up our flag to the enemy and say, I'm done. That's it. I'm backing off. I'm going back to XYZ for comfort. I'm going back to this person, this drug, this comfort, false comfort. I'm going to go to these things to, to, you know, be like a security blanket for me to bring me comfort. No, run to the comforter, run to Jesus. Do not let your heart get hardened in situations where there's fiery trials or pain in our life or people are hurting us or whatever it may be. We have a choice to either harden our heart towards God and towards people, or we could open our heart towards God and we could say, Lord, I need you. I'm dependent upon you. This hurt me, but you are my savior. You are my redeemer. I want you to redeem this area of my life. I want you to speak into this area of my life. I need your healing in this area of my life. I want this fire not to burn me, but to refine me. I want to be refined and I want to come out like precious gold. I want to come out in a, in a, in a, in a greater place of faith, in a greater place of power, in a greater place. I don't want this to burn me. And cause me to turn back, but I want to move forward and I want to come out of this glory to glory, strength to strength and faith to faith. And so every opportunity, we could either run to him or we could run from him. Every trial, everything that comes up in our lives is an opportunity. How are we going to respond in those times? When I was in Cambodia, I was speaking to um, a girl who was a missionary there. You know, my wife and I were in Cambodia um, yeah, we were married for a year and then we went to Cambodia for six months and she was telling me the story of how she got saved and how nobody in her village, nobody in her village, um, received Jesus. They were of another faith. And when she received Jesus, she was invited to church by somebody. I don't know all the details there, but she was invited to church and she got saved, radically saved. She gave her life to the Lord. And when she went home and she told her mother and father, they abused her verbally. They abused her physically. They cast her out of the house. She was sleeping on the streets at some point. And when she was telling me this story, my jaw dropped because I've, I've only seen the stuff in the Bible. I've only seen persecution in the Bible. I, you know, at this point it was just like, wow, I've seen, 
you know, other things before, but it was like, it was just, you know, captivating. And she was telling me these things and my mouth was like wide open, like, wow. And then she said, but the more they beat me, the more they ridiculed me, the more I clung to Jesus. He became my everything. He became my all in all, my savior, my redeemer. I can't turn from him. How could I turn from him? How could I run away from him? He is my source. He is my help. He is my love. He is my strength. Every blow, every physical blow, every verbal attack just drove me deeper and deeper in my devotion and my worship to Jesus. And I did not burn out. I did not get burned, but I burned on and on and on in my relationship with the Lord. And years prior, actually, I was in, uh, I was in Laos and we were, we actually smuggled Bibles from Thailand to Laos. I was in a mission trip with my Bible school. And that was an amazing experience, but we went to an underground church in Laos and it was in a home and it was a youth pastor and his wife that took in over 20 kids that were kicked out of their neighborhoods, kicked out of their homes, um, that got rejected by society because Laos is a communist country and they do not um, accept Jesus Christ and there's they're not tolerant at all. There's actually persecution for that. Um, and so I remember that we had to worship quietly. We could not sing like we do in America, you know, sing with our loud instruments and boom, the, you know, the, the, the auditorium's blasting and the church service is blasting. No, we had to sing quietly because if the neighbors heard us worshiping, they can call the cops and the cops could come in and break up the show, put the pastor in prison for housing all these kids or whatever else. And then we had to deliver the word. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like early twenties at this point like 24, 23. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do I have to give to them? I know Jesus, but we have freedom. And these guys are suffering for the Lord, but living sold out and devoted to Jesus. But we delivered the word because that's what we were there to do. And I remember when we did like a little altar call there, like, you know, we, we gave an opportunity and we, and we started worshiping again and they just ran and they fell down on the living room floor, just worshiping, praying in the spirit, crying out, the presence of God filled that place so powerfully. And I remember at the end of that time, um, many came up and said, I was denied education because I would not renounce the name of Jesus. Another kid who was 13 years old, he said, my parents kicked me out on the streets for accepting Jesus Christ and I would not deny him. How could I deny him? And they said that, you know, this pastor, thank God he picked me up. He feeds me. I have somewhere to stay. Like, those are fiery trials that came upon those people and they learned to cling and cleave to Jesus and release their offenses and bless those who curse and forgive those who bring deep, dark offenses against them. And, you know, it's one thing to love Jesus when everything's going right, when we're in a season where, oh, wow, you know, things are pretty easy and pretty smooth. But when the pressures of life, when the responsibilities of life, when not everybody is in the same page with us, where there's people shutting us down for what we believe and what we're doing and there's ridicule, God uses people to heal people, but the enemy uses people to bring assaults on our lives. Attacks come through people. And we have to realize that, hey, listen, it's not uh, our weapons, uh, you know, our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We're not fighting against people. Satan influences people to cause harm to us. And so we need to recognize this is just a hurting person. This is a broken person saying these things to me, harming me. 
and I'm going to release that person, forgive that person, pray for their healing, pray for their breakthrough, pray that they encounter the love of God. And I'm going to go, I am at war with darkness and I am victorious because of what Christ has done. I have the victorious spirit of Jesus living on the inside of me and I will stand on that. And that's where I will be in the midst of this. I'm going to read one more scripture here before I close this out. This is a scripture that I absolutely love. It's in one of my favorite books of the Bible, Song of Songs. But this is Song of Songs 8, verses 6 and 7. And it goes like this. Set me as a seal upon your heart. As a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench this love. Neither can floods drown it. I'm going to stop there, actually. So set me as a seal. This is the Lord saying, set me as a seal on your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For my love is as strong as death and jealousy is as fierce as the grave. And its flashes are flashes of ire, the very flame of the Lord. Talking about the power of love and having the fire of God's love be sealed upon our heart, that we would burn for him, that we would know him. And then also sealed upon our arm, something the world can see, something that is tattooed upon us, something that, wow, that, that when we burn for the Lord, it's also, it's also like a badge of honor on us that people can see. We live different. We think different. We speak different than those around us. And it says, many waters cannot quench this love, neither can floods drown it. So I want to speak to you guys right now. I'm not trying to put together like a three-point sermon here. I'm just, this is what I really feel from the Lord. You said yes in this season. Your heart is yielded to God. You want the fullness of the Lord in your life. You want to be used of God in a powerful way. But the enemy is attacking you. He's attacking your thought life. He's attacking your sleep. He's attacking you through other people who don't see God's best in you, who don't believe in you, people that are hurt, people that are in pain. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe you were, you know, maybe it's, it's hurt from people the closest to you. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, the enemy would not attack you if he was not threatened by you. He is very threatened by you and he's threatened by the progress you're making. Your vineyard is in blossom and the enemy is throwing foxes out there to spoil your vineyard. Do not let offenses spoil your vineyard right now in this season. Do not let people's words define you. Let the word of God define you and do not forget what God said to you in this season because maybe it's hard. Maybe darkness is encompassing you and you heard a word last season, but don't let disillusionment, disappointment, discouragement uh, fog your lenses, distort your lenses so that you're doubting what God said to you in this past season. Keep moving forward. Keep running to the feet of Jesus. Just like Mary of Bethany, when her brother died and she had no answers, she fell at the feet of Jesus and said, if you were here, my God, then my brother wouldn't have died. That was a real question. That was a doubt, but she didn't just hide and have that you know, stewing on the inside of her. She ran and fell at his feet to get an answer and to see the glory of God. And she saw the breakthrough and the miracle that took place. So Lord, right now, I just thank you, Father. I stand with every individual watching, with every individual listening. And I just say that many waters will not quench the love of Jesus on the inside of you. And no attack of darkness 
can hinder you from stepping into the fullness of God in your life. And I thank you, Lord God, that every single individual has the victorious spirit of Jesus living on the inside of them. That they have overcome the world because you have overcome the world. And greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. So I pray that they would rise up and they would stand in your strength and not their own. And I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in their lives. Give them clear vision. Swipe away the pain. Swipe away the foggy lenses. Tear away any false perception. Set them up for healing. Set them up for breakthrough. Set them up, God. Bring people into their lives that will strengthen them, that will sharpen them, that will point them in the right direction. Bring proper direction, understanding in their lives, God, and open up their heart. I pray this to end. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation open up the eyes of your heart or awaken the eyes of your heart. And may your heart perceive what the Lord is doing in your life, like the sons of Zadok in the Old Testament, that they would discern the times and that you would know what is happening and you would see in the spirit and you would see that it's an enemy attack. It's not a person, but it's an enemy attack. And that we would focus on you and focus on what you're doing and not focus on what the enemy's doing. We're not ignorant of his schemes. We're aware of what's taking place, but we're not focused upon him. We're focused upon you and we rise up in your strength today, God. And I thank you that every enemy attack, Lord, I even just feel this, just like King David and Goliath. David cut off Goliath's head with Goliath's sword. That sword, that sword was meant to be a weapon to destroy David. But instead, David, in faith, with his teeny stones, took down Goliath, and to finish him off, the very sword that cut off Goliath's head that ended his life was Goliath's sword. So whatever the enemy has brought against you, that very attack, that very weapon, will be the very weapon that cuts his head off. That is going to be, if he's attacking your purity... It is the purity that Christ fashions in you and releases in you that will be a testimony that you will declare, I have freedom because of Christ. And and that will slice the enemy up in your life because now that's a testimony that you are releasing to people and now they are getting set free and they are walking in purity. And so with the, with the enemy meant evil against you, God is turning it around for good and not only in your life, but it is going to go forth and impact the lives of many others. The area the enemy attacks you is an area of your anointing and your strength and your gifting. It's something that the Lord wants you to bring into the earth and the enemy wants to keep you trapped in it. But when you walk in victory over it through submission to the Lord, through walking with the Lord, through abiding in his presence, for getting the healing you need by him, I'm telling you, now that is going to be a, a launching pad into into a part of your of 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 a, th- of a thrust of your ministry how you're going to bless people how you're going to help people overcome because if you need to overcome that area other people do too and you could say I did it you can too by the grace of God and so anyway bless you guys thank you so much for tuning in to awaken podcast for sharing this with your friends family on your social media um Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, rate, and review so we can get this out to more people. Just takes a few seconds so this can go out so more people can be blessed, strengthened, and awakened by the gospel of Jesus. And I'll speak to you guys next time on Awakened Podcast. Hey 
Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.com org lifeportoutintl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you